the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to the radio broadcast ministry of Kettering Baptist Church, where we minister in the spirit of excellence under the leadership of our anointed senior pastor, Buca Sterling III. Please stay tuned at the end of this broadcast for information on how to obtain a copy of today's message in its entirety. And now, Pastor Sterling. Judges chapter 6, verse number 11. The word of the Lord reads as follows. Now the angel of the Lord came and sat under a terebinth tree, which is an Orphrah, which belonged to Joash the Abizarite, while his son Gideon threshed wheat in the winepress in order to hide it from the Midianites. And the angel of the Lord appeared to him and said to him, The Lord is with you, you mighty man of valor. Gideon said to him, O my Lord, if the Lord is with us, why then has all this happened to us? And where are all his miracles which our fathers told us about, saying, Did not the Lord bring us up from Egypt? But now the Lord has forsaken us and delivered us into the hands of the Midianites. Then the Lord turned to him and said, Go in this might of yours, and you shall save Israel from the hand of the Midianites. Have I not sent you? So he said to him, O my Lord, how can I save Israel? Indeed, my clan is the weakest in uh, Manasseh, and I am the least in my father's house. And the Lord said to him, Surely I will be with you, and you shall defeat the Midianites as one man. Then he said to him, If now I have found favor in your sight, then show me a sign that it is you who talks with me. I'm going to stop right there. Father in heaven, honor your word this morning in our presence. Bless the preaching of the gospel. Strengthen my abilities, Lord God, to hear from you, to speak for you, to be an oracle of the very word of God. Allow the ears and hearts of those who are listening today to be open, to clearly hear from you, God. Shall lives be changed eternally? If there's any that are lost, save them by your amazing grace. Father, those that are drifting and perhaps have drifted or lost hope, uh, I pray that that hope be restored and that uh, fellowship be renewed. Lord, we are in need of you in so many ways. And so today, God, let this be a time where your word permeates the very walls we've built around us, the shelters we're hiding in. Let it, let it penetrate our inhibitions and our uh, anxieties this morning. God, we are in need of help today. And so speak, God, uh, in a way that your name would get all the glory and all the honor and all the praise. It is in Jesus' name I pray with thanksgiving and expectation. Amen. This book of Judges is a book in which there are a series, Jewish sin cycles, uh, cycles of sin that you will see that the children of Israel will go through, in which they will 
be in bondage to a nation. Uh, they'll cry out to God. God will send deliverance and deliver them out of that bondage. There'll be peace for a time. And then they'll sin against God again and go right back into bondage all over again. And that cycle just keeps repeating. In fact, as we find ourselves here in Judges chapter 6, it is a place where Israel is in the period of bondage to Midian. Israel has taken up cover in the mountains, clefts of rocks and caves and dens to hide from the Midianites. They are there, and as they're there in these caves and cliffs hiding out, whenever they are bringing forth crop or whenever they have brought their livestock to maturity, the Midianites will come in and wage war against them, destroy their crops, take away their vegetation and fruit and livestock, and leave Israel with nothing left to survive on. So Israel is in a very difficult place, but in our text we find here Gideon uh, in the wine press, and he's in the wine press threshing wheat in the wine press in order to hide what they've acquired from the Midianites so that they can have something to survive on. And it is at that time that the Lord appears to him there in the wine press. And the Lord appears in the form of the angel of the Lord to give Gideon a prophetic message for his life. Now, I need you to understand something that uh, angels are nothing more than messengers, and they come to bring only the message of God. But in this case, the message and the messenger are God. And I say that as the angel only brings a message that God gives him to bring. And as he delivers God's message to the recipient, the recipient needs to understand that the message did not come from the messenger. The message came from God. In a like sense, pastors are angels of God. And pastors bring the message from God. And so on this morning, I stand here as the messenger to bring the message of God, a message that you may not believe, a message that you may not see, a message that you may not feel, but I need to bring this message because it's a message from God for you. The message that I want to bring to you, I will title, The Lord is with you, walk in the prophetic. I believe that it is true, and we will see it in the text. That most often when we hear a prophetic message from God, we have two options, what to do with that message. When we hear the message, we often meet the message with what I call pushback for proof. In other words, we hear a message from God, and because the message doesn't line up with what we are able to see, we push back on the message to prove that the message is true. Well, we can do the pushback or we can receive the prophetic message, begin to walk in the prophetic message, and watch God fulfill what he said he was going to do when he sent the message in the first place. If you spend all your time pushing back on the prophetic message of God, then you'll never experience the blessing. Don't walk in the pushback for proof. Walk in the prophetic. It begins with identifying for you and for Gideon your prophetic place. This message is not just for Gideon this morning. This message is for you. The message says 
the Lord is with you. Can I stop right there? I hear the pushback already. I can feel it in my sanctified soul from the message where God is saying, the Lord is with you. Can I move on just a little bit more? I want to build this thing. You mighty man, mighty woman of valor, the Lord is with you. Here is Gideon on the wine press, threshing wheat, not on the threshing floor, but hiding from the Midianites. But the message that comes, it does not identify the wine press where he's hiding out. It does not focus on the state of him hiding from the Midianites. I want you to understand something this morning. Your prophetic place has nothing to do with your physical surroundings. I know that you're looking around you and you feel like, Pastor, that word is not for me this morning because there's no way that the Lord is with me. This prophetic message has nothing to do with your physical surroundings. The angel of the Lord doesn't say, hey, Gideon, hanging out in the wine press today, dude. He doesn't even talk about physical surroundings. It doesn't matter. The angel could have focused on all that, but that's not his prophetic place. And so prophetically, the Lord is saying, Gideon, you're in a place where the Lord is with you. You're a mighty man of valor. Even though your unemployment check has run out, the Lord is with you. Even though you've got no money in the bank, the Lord is with you. Even though you've got no job prospect in sight, the Lord is with you. Even though your marriage is shaky and your friends are flaky, the Lord is with you. This is the prophetic place that he's speaking into your life, speaking into the life of Gideon. And he tells Gideon, not only is the Lord with you, Gideon is hiding, threshing wheat in the wine press. Now, it doesn't sound like a, a warrior for God. It sounds like a chump who's afraid to stand up and fight. But God speaks to Gideon. As I hear him speaking to you, is that you are a warrior for God. That you are not just any warrior, but you are a mighty warrior. I know that the warfare of the enemy is coming against you and it makes you feel like you can't win, but I want you to hear you're in a prophetic place of strength. You mighty man of God, in you, mighty victories are going to be won. In you and through you, mighty accomplishments are yet to be accomplished. In you, the mighty strength of God, that might, that power is in you. The Lord is with you. Walk in the prophetic. And that's what he wants Gideon to do. That's what he wants you to do. But after hearing this strong prophetic word from God, immediately, just like us, Gideon pushes back for proof. Look at the text. Verse 13. After God told him, Lord is with you, you mighty man of valor. Gideon said, Oh, my Lord, if the Lord is with us, why then has this happened to us? And where are all those miracles which our fathers told us about, saying, did not the Lord bring us up out of Egypt? But now the Lord has forsaken us and delivered us into the hands of the Midians. Let me dissect this for a moment. First of all, the pushback of Gideon is out of context. And Gideon responds, 
If the Lord is with us, God didn't say the Lord is with us. Because God is not talking to us. He's talking to you. The Lord is with you. Don't let what happens to other people around you impact your thinking about what God has planned for you. Yes, America, a pandemic has broken out. Yes, you're in a situation where things are getting bad. And yes, people are losing their jobs. And yes, unemployment is high. And yes, the contamination rates are high. And yes, hospitals are overrunning. And yes, all of this stuff is going on. But the Lord is with you. And somebody's saying, if the Lord is with us, this ain't a message for us. This is a message for you. Man of valor, woman of God, this message is for you. So just because everybody else is going through something doesn't mean that's your story too. Just because nobody else in your family graduated from high school doesn't mean that's your story too. Just because daddy and granddaddy and great-granddaddy and all the way back were, were alcoholics doesn't mean that the Lord ain't with you. He says, look, where, where are all the miracles we heard about? We heard about. Well, again, this, this is not a we message. This is a you message. Y'all, it's in the text. That's why I always say you need to have your Bible. Because when the Lord spoke in verse 12, he said, the Lord is with you, mighty man of valor. Gideon turns it around and says, if the Lord is with us. Now, the reality is the reason it happened to the nation of Israel is rebelled against God. And even though God had delivered them and brought them to a place of peace, they chased after evil and God brought them back into bondage. But even though God has brought judgment on the nation, the Lord is with you, Gideon. Isn't that amazing how, how God can judge a whole nation around you and still be blessing you? Somebody, I got some witnesses here this morning, even though everybody else has been losing jobs, you didn't lose yours. While everybody else is trying to figure out how to get some food, you had food in the pantries, you had paper towels and hand sanitizer. The Lord was with you. Somebody is a witness this morning that in the midst of all the stress and the strain that people are experiencing all around them, that the favor of God seems to be keeping you. But this is the pushback. Why has God forsaken us? Just because the nation has become Republican or the nation has become Democrat doesn't mean that you are under their control. And the encouragement this morning is to walk in the prophetic Stop walking in what you see, but rather walk in where God says you are. But he moves from there in verse 14. He picks up. Then the Lord turned to him and said to him, go in this might of yours and you shall save Israel from the hand of the Midianites. Or have I not sent you? The second movement here is helping him to see his prophetic place to prophetic potential. Your prophetic place is that the Lord is with you, but your prophetic potential is attached to the second part of the message. It says, go in this might and you shall save Israel. All of the potential for success for Gideon is attached to him going as God has called him to go. All of your potential for success is going to be attached to you going in the might that God has given you. If you don't go, you will never see victory. If you stay there in that place of pushing back for proof and you're sitting there asking question after question and you're not walking in what God has said, if you go in the strength and the might of your own, you'll get wiped out. 
But if you go in this might that has been prophetically spoken into your life, that you are a man of valor, that you are a woman of valor, that you are victorious. If we could just get a few Christians to walk in what God has said about you, you will see that you will be victorious, as he tells Gideon. If you don't go, nothing ain't going to happen. No change. But if you go in this might, change will happen. Salvation will come to Israel. If you want to fulfill your prophetic potential, you need to understand God has sent you. He didn't just give you a great word and say, sit still. No, he sent you. Go. Go and do what I spoke into your life to do. Here's the problem with a whole lot of Christians. God said, this is what I'm going to do through you. I'm going to build a business through you. I'm going to build a ministry through you. I'm going to use you to speak to millions of people. I'm going to use you to declare my word. I'm going to use you. They said, wait a minute. They pushed back for proof. And they never went. And they're sitting on the fence, contemplating, scratching their head, trying to figure out how that ever could happen. Matter of fact, while I'm talking about it right now, you remember the prophetic word that came to you years ago and how God has spoken to you. Well, there's no potential for success if you don't go. And if you go in your own strength, no, 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 ain't no victory in your strength. This victory is going to come in the strength and the might of God that he has put inside of you. Even reminded him, have I not yet sent you? Have I not yet given you the power to do it? Immediately push back. Verse 15. Oh, my Lord, how can I save Israel? That's how we answer too. Oh, Lord, how I'm going to start a business? I ain't got no money. Ain't nobody going to give me no loan. How I'm going to do ministry? I don't know what to do. How I'm going to do this? How I'm going to do that? You all kind of questions. Just like Gideon. The prophetic potential that God has spoken of you will never be fulfilled if you walk in the pushback. He gives all these excuses. He says, oh, who am I? How am I going to be able to? He says, um, verse 15, how can I save Israel? Indeed, my clan is the weakest in Manasseh. You know, Manasseh was divided into two parts. You got half the tribe here, half the tribe there. And out of the clan, I am the least in my father's house. I'm the smallest of the smallest. The good news is your potential is not hindered by your past poverty nor is it controlled by your domestic distinguishment. In other words, just because you've got a high and lofty position, that does not mean that you will be successful in the plan of God. Nor because you came from an impoverished place does not hinder you from accomplishing what God has designed to do in your life. I need that to get into somebody's spirit this morning because I want to unlock for somebody the potential that God spoke into your life years ago to go in the might of God and accomplish it. You don't see it. You don't hear it. You don't understand it. Just go because God said do it. When the Lord sends you, he's responsible for the victory, not you. When he met Abraham, when he says, Abram, get up, leave your people. Go to a land and I will show you when you get there. Abram didn't know what he was talking about. He just got up and went. See, if you go, there's potential for your future. If Abram had never got up, he would not be the father of many nations. No, none of that would have happened if he had lived in the pushback. But instead, he walked in what he did not see. But he went on the voice and on the prophetic word of God, and he believed God. And by faith, God fulfilled it. 
But lastly, there is the prophetic promise of God. Because what I love about God, he doesn't set all this up and not give you promises. Verse 16, he says to Gideon, he says, and the Lord said to him, and the Lord comes back to him and he says, surely I will be with you. And you shall defeat the Midianites as one man. That's a promise from God. He's given two promises. Surely I will be with you. Gideon, what I'm speaking to you, you're going to have all of the presence and all of the support of me, God in heaven. First time he just told him I'm going to be with you. But the second time, this time, he affirms him in it and says, surely I will be with you. It's a promise from God. I will not leave you, nor will I forsake you. He's going to be with you. Second promise he gives him, he says, and you shall defeat Midian as one man. That thing that's in front of you that seems impossible, God says, I will be with you and surely you will receive the victory. The prophetic promise serves as an affirmation to you and also to him that we will win and be victorious because we have partnered with a partner who cannot lose. Because in him, there is no failure. With him, you're going to win. I'm going to make sure that what I have spoken into your life, what I have spoken into your heart, what I have spoken for you, Gideon, is going to come to pass. You shall defeat your enemy as one man. God said, you don't need nobody else. The defeat will come as if only one man did it, but the one man ain't you, Gideon. It's me. I'm the one man that can overcome all your fears. I'm the one man that's going to pay your bills. I'm the one man that's going to bring you out of COVID virus. I'm the one man that's going to turn your country around. Don't look to a president or a Congress or a Senate. No, I'm the one man. And the defeat will come by the power of Jesus Christ, the righteous one, and him alone. God lays out to Gideon this final message. And here he comes again, immediately. Another pushback for proof. I almost can hear Gideon stuttering in the text. The text doesn't have a stutter, but it, it, I can almost hear him stuttering. If, if I found um, favor in your sight, uh, um, then sh- show me a sign that, you, that it is you who talks to me. If it ain't me who's talking to you, who is it talking to you? Now, I know the depth of it, theologically speaking. He wants to affirm that it's God. So are you. I want to make sure this is God speaking to me. If you are so disconnected from the spiritual voice of God, that you need a sign, then I believe God will be patient enough with you to allow you to put a fleece out before him. And he will answer your fleece. And he will respond to you to make you clearly sure that it's him speaking to you. The fact that I'm preaching this message this morning and you're listening to it is your proof that the Lord is speaking to you. Because if it was pastor speaking to you, pastor didn't know what you were going through. But I'm just a messenger bringing you a message from God. Your position, I am with you. Your place, that you are a mighty man and woman of valor. That your potential is that you will be victorious. And that your promise I have for you is that I am with you. I'm not going to forsake you and I will do the victory if you get up and go. So I'm, I'm encouraging you today. The Lord is with you. Walk in the perfect. Praise the Lord. You have been listening to the radio broadcast ministry of Kettering Baptist Church under the leadership of Senior Pastor 
Bukas Sterling III, where we minister in the spirit of excellence. We pray that you have been richly blessed by today's message. Financial contributions and support of this ministry are welcome. We thank you in advance for uniting with us in kingdom building. For a copy of this sermon on CD or to hear this message again on the web, please visit our website at KetteringMinistries.org and remember to reference the title or broadcast date. We hope that you have enjoyed our journey together. And we invite you to join us in person for one of our spirit-filled worship services, Sundays at 10 a.m. at the Legacy Center, located at 6909 Crane Highway, Upper Marlboro, Maryland, or virtually via our website, Facebook, and YouTube. For additional information, go to our website at KetteringMinistries.org or contact our church office at 301-627-9500. Please join us again as Senior Pastor Bukas Sterling III and the Kettering Baptist Church family minister in the spirit of excellence. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.